Angela. Defendiendo su cuello. Contra Equitium et Insidious Diabole Esto Brasilium. Imperate Dios. Suplegis de Precomor. Tuque. Conchefs Milichis Celestis. By the power of God, thrust in hell Satan. And with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the rule of souls. Do you know why a lot of people call it St. Patty's Day now and Saint, instead of St. Patrick's Day? Uh, it's just easier. Just basic. Uh, Adrian? Because we've gotten dumber as a society. Well, no, I mean, honestly, the reason is, is uh, the local whore Patty made so much money on this day from all the drunks that they need, had to name her a saint. <laughs> That's a good dad joke. That's a good dad joke. Hey, That's a good one. I got one for you. Yeah. Why do strippers wear G-strings? Why? Because nine out of ten dentists recommend flossing at night. <laughs> See, I like that one because it was a little dirty. Because we all know. I, I got one more for you. I'm laying the thing, boys. All right, do it. Do you hear about the Energizer Bunny bunny recently? No. Yeah, I guess he went to jail. He was charged with the battery. <laughs> charged with battery. <laughs> Who's he Stuck beating? in this purgatory batteries. <laughs> hey, hey, those are coming out. You just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got I my label maker just like at the fucking supermarket and just going to plaster those fucking batteries with <laughs> ghost, stuck in this batteries. ghost batteries. Ghost preventative batteries or a ghost proof. Wow, that <laughs> sounds sexual. Do you think that prevents like ghost AIDS? Space AIDS. <laughs> just as much as space AIDS are real. Hey, the, the mothership's going to be visiting us soon, guys. Uh, I'm about excited. That? Yeah. I are think you, we're actually going to see an alien soon. Are, are you going to be like me outside your front porch naked dancing very strangely? Yes, but I will be mostly pointing my anus to the sky. As uh, long as that is pointed that way, I'm in. It's a good point. Yeah, no, just, you just don't welcome. Your, you don't want your dick rock hard because they might they might find <laughs> the wrong hole. Yeah, this just this is this is a sign of hello where I'm from. <laughs> my butthole shaking that booty. Yep, I'm always rock hard. He just walks through. That's probably a medical condition somewhere. Uh, it, you know what? It's hard not to be rock hard when it's only an eighth of an inch. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, three eights. You know, three, three oh, eights. sorry, sorry. Three eights. Oh, shit. I missed, I missed I, two eights of that fraction. Everything. Damn, boy. <laughs> she not thick. She, she thick. not thick. <laughs> Damn. Girl, you've been getting thick. Welcome back, Purgators. I'm stuck in this Purgatory. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Had to wait for it. Um, I'm the green beer, Chase. <laughs> Sitting across from me is the Shamrock Shake Hunter. Oh, wow. I'm minty. You're minty fresh, baby. Oh, I want to go get a shamrock shake. I know. I've been thinking about it. Have you had one yet? No. Fuck, I want one. And then joining us in ethereal form is the the corned beef, Adrian. Corned beef. Hello. I'm excited for corned beef, dude. I fucking love corned beef. We just had corned beef Uh, tonight. Yeah? Yeah. What, What, Adrian? What, Adrian? I've I've never eaten corned beef in my life, and I saw an ad about it the other day, and I'm like, I still would never eat that in my life. You are a lying sack of shit. You've never had a Reuben sandwich? No. Bullshit. It's like a, it's corned beef, it's like a saltier pastrami. Yeah. I love, it's great. It's delicious. With sauerkraut or I can't do the sauerkraut. You don't like sauerkraut? No. Oh, I love sauerkraut. That's what we made. We made little sliders, so it was like corned beef, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, Thousand Island dressing, a Hawaiian slider. Reuben. 
Little mini Rubens. Yeah. So when you get a Ruben, do you just get the sauerkraut off? Yeah, I just take the sauerkraut out. Oh. Yeah. That's not really I like to add mustard. Mm, Okay. That's weird. So it's like a kind of like a virgin Ruben in its own right. Okay. All right. I don't know. Fine. Chase likes virgins. Yeah. Well, hope everybody got drunk on St. Patty's. (laughs) (laughs) What, Adrian? I said Chase likes (laughs) virgins. Oh. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Muslims love them. <laughs> oh, wow. This got dark real quick. I'm taking the South Park yeah. approach. <laughs> just going to make fun of Saturday everyone. Saints definitely I was bridges. just watching that South Park episode last, <laughs> last night with Becca, and she's like, So is this for real? I'm like, Yes, this Which is one? 100% real. When they talk about Mormonism, <laughs> oh my God. And they go back in stories like, Dum, da, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> hey, Martin, Harris, dum. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what episode I was watching last night, too, or the night before. I was watching. Um, Ooh, it was a good one. It was one of the classics. I can't remember. You know, like season like 13, like 10 through 15 is like our childhood, like yes. so good. Yes. Because it's like, well, the Warcraft episode, the fucking, uh, you know, spare change episode. I can't remember what I was watching, but it was good. Yep. So yeah, I'm just going to make fun of everybody. Hmm. Well, speaking of good episodes, this one is going to be a fantastic fucking episode as yeah. we start off with the Kang. The what? The Kang. The Kang? Yeah. K A. K-A-A-N-G. It's a Southern African continent dealio. Hmm. The Bushmen, also Khoi or San, are historic nomads of the Southern continent, though most of their number have become farmers in modern times. In legend, Kang is the creator-destroyer of the earth and all living things. It is said that Kang's wife gave birth to the first Elad, an African antelope, which was carefully nurtured by the god, until his sons somehow accidentally killed the animal. Kang ordered that the Elad's blood be boiled, and the resultant residue scattered across the plains. From these droplets sprang more Elad, as well as other creatures of the earth that the Koi believed were meant for them to hunt and eat to survive. So he's basically like a creator god. All right. Yeah, the creation myth. Yeah. Bushman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's strange. You know, I got a question for you, boys. Yeah. Do you think at some point we should maybe, like, I don't know, go to a different continent for a little bit? Just like, oh, like Just, in the book, like yeah, move around? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could do it as long as you keep on it's, track. It's been a lot of African stuff, and yeah. there's other continents. With well, it's a huge continent, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I got nothing around. against it, but I just feel like maybe we should get some diversity up in this bitch. Yeah, maybe just well, that's mark your place. Up, Chase. I don't care what the fuck you think, Adrian. Are you throwing them back the bus? What? Oh, I'm going to throw you out the bus at this rate. You don't <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm going to throw you motherfucking out. Yeah. How does that feel? Doesn't feel great. You know what he said today? You know, he what was like, we're just not friends anymore, are we? And I said, <laughs> were? Were? <laughs> we ever were? We were coworkers. <laughs> like, yeah, that knife sharp, isn't yeah. it, bitch? Damn, that was a good comeback. <laughs> what were you guys fighting yeah, I, about? Nothing. Absolutely I, nothing. I cried. You did. Yeah. You walked away in tears. <laughs> well, that was an enlightening uh, creature's cre- feature there, Chase. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. You know, I, I'm, here, I'm here to please. Mm. I'm here to please you. I'm here to please Adrian in a non-sexual way. Please me. As much as he wants it, I, I yeah. refuse. I told him no. Yeah. Uh, it's on air now. You yeah. can never, never say that I never said no. Yeah. 
You're nothing but nice. Yes. You're just very nice. That's not what he said last night, but. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he's good. What I said last night is going to put me into the fucking mental institute. Oh, that's. Part two? Part two? Part two? Gary's locked up and Gary's got his dick. Gary! Gary's back with his dick in the ethereal plane. I miss the old Gary. Gold Gare Bear Train. God damn, that man's a that man's a legend around these here parts. <laughs> Just in this podcast. Just though. in this room right here, that's all. Should, should we get a big bust of like a dickless man? <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? It's Gary! Just it's Gary. Up in his hand, in his right hand. We'll, we'll put throw it. the very first shirt we make, he'll say rule number one, we'll put it on him. It's just Gary. And he'll be pantsless with no dick. He's just sitting there. Superman <laughs> posing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Get get, it, get us enough followers, and Hunter will get it tattooed on his leg. On my ass. I'll get a dickless Gary on my be, ass. Would you be so bold yeah. as to get rule number one tattooed on your penis? Just as rule number one? Rule number one. <sighs> I've talked extensively with my tattoo artist on this topic because he has tattooed a dick before, and it sounds nothing but but unpleasant. I mean, how do you stay hard? You know? Well, no, you can't stay hard. So you, he has to, like, spread the skin and, like, zzz, you know, in between the wrinkles, you know? Because I'm a grower, <laughs> not a shower. So I got a lot of wrinkles, you know? Like, I got I got folds on folds, my dudes. You know? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> what the fuck is this podcast turning into? Am oh, my I crazy? God. I mean, come on now. Just saying, it's a difficult thing. So no, in your response, no, I probably wouldn't get that. Did that. Would you get it tattooed on your dinger? No. If I <laughs> no. had any balls whatsoever, I'd get a tattoo on my dick that says, if you could read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Please return to owner. <laughs> would, it be, would it be weird if, <laughs> if I got a tattoo on my, my pube region, the pube shade, if I got... A tattoo that said "Lucky you," like like Harley Quinn. As a dude, though, is that weird? I mean, I think it's weird in general. Whoever does it, I think the best response to that would be you should get a tattoo that says nine and three quarters." Nine and three quarters. And then you can go to you can go to parties and be like, hey, "Ladies, you want to check out my wand?" <laughs> nine and three quarters. Nine and three. Do you want to pass through the gate? <laughs> the fucking platform. Nine and three quarters. All right. Moving on. Moving on. This podcast is going in a different direction. X-rays. The Danvers State Hospital. The Danvers State Hospital was one of the most notorious institutions in Massachusetts history. Hey, Adrian, how do you say that? Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, does that work that this came up? Because that was very specific and it came out of left field. (laughs) You put the motherfucker on the spot. We were sitting at work, and he's like, um, I don't want to do this because I can't say the word. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Massachusetts. <laughs> at least I'm honest. He Jesus. is honest. He is honest. <laughs> Good job, Adrian. <laughs> well, it is well known as the birthplace of one of the most controversial and troubled procedures in medical history. The prefrontal lobotomy. Ooh. Yes. Kiki. That's the one where they jabbed your fucking brain through your eye with an ice pick. <laughs> Hot. Hot. Turn your way on. It's not hot. It's icy. Oh, that's so hot. It's icy hot. The dark history behind this former insane asylum in Massachusetts will give you chills. Oh, I got chills. On my dick. What? It's another good tattoo. (laughs) There's something eerie about asylums that have made them classic (laughs) settings for horror stories. H.P. Lovecraft, one of the masters of the genre, 
invented the famous Arkham Sanitarium, which appeared in several of his short stories. The terrifying place described by Lovecraft was so gruesome that it in turn inspired the iconic layer of supervillains from the Batman comics, the Arkham Asylum. I did not know this. I didn't either. It would make sense. H.P. Lovecraft is probably my favorite author, for sure. The man is a legend. I've heard the name. I've never really read or known anything about him. Cthulhu. Oh, really? Cthulhu mythos is Lovecraft. When someone says Lovecraftian, it's that cosmic horror. Like We like cosmic kind of horror games. Kind of macabre shit. Yeah, very macabre. You know, like that one cult game that we liked that was really creepy, the, the sexual one. Oh, uh, Agony. Lust. Yeah, Lust. Lust from Beyond. Lust from Beyond. It's like that. Very Lovecraftian. Interesting. Well, however, the horrors described by Lovecraft and the Batman stories are nothing compared to the real asylum that inspired both hellish places, the Danvers State Lunatic Asylum. The gothic style, the dark underground tunnels, and the dense feelings of desolation that govern the Danvers Asylum are even more gruesome than the fictional versions mainly because we know the horrors were real. Danvers State Hospital was originally called the State Lunatic Asylum at Danvers. It was part of the countrywide concept, at least in the late 1800s, that people with psychological problems needed to be cured inside specially made facilities. Construction on Danvers State Hospital started in 1874, and the first patients moved in sometime in 1878. At its peak, the facility had 40 buildings and maxed out at 450 patients. The goal of the facility was to completely cure patients of their ills. Danvers was a success at first, but by the 1900s, Danvers State Hospital employed 125 people and had treated more than 9,500 patients since opening. Its good reputation proved to be Danvers' undoing. Over the next 20 years, the population of the hospital swelled to more than 2,000 patients despite its official capacity of 450. Damn. So what were they doing? Just fucking laying on top of each other? Yeah, you're talking some fucking... Literally just throwing them into the freaking asylum. Ugh. Just like wandering around. Bent, you ever seen... Bent swords uh, and all, just rubbing against each other. Oh, God. Be like, that's my eye holes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the eye hole man. Yeah, there, there's literally families paying to throw their mentally ill family member into this place. They're, they're literally throwing money at these people. Could you just take them? Could you imagine just accidentally being put in a mental asylum like that? I don't think that was accident. Though. Have you have you watched the American Horror Story? Uh, not in the asylum. Okay, no. I won't ruin it, but it would be very tragic. Very oh tragic. yeah, honestly, this this whole fucking asylum thing is just screaming the troubled teens industry. But right, what was it last week, Adrian, that we talked about that was like a really crazy thing? Why people went to the mental asylum? It was something asthma, like, tuberculosis. It was asthma? <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> masturbating too much. I have a hard time breathing. <laughs> fucking go with you. <laughs> go to that as- asbestos-filled room. You'll be <laughs> yeah, fine. Yes. The choosing of the location had also to do with a model for mental health facilities created by Dr. Thomas Story Kirkbride. Oh, the, the Kirkbride is back. There he is, boys. The Kirkbride plan, as it was known in the ni- late 19th century, stated that the surroundings of a mental hospital were essential for the treatment of mentally ill patients. Thus, the Danvers Asylum had farms for patients to work on as part of their treatment, as well as open spaces for them to simply get inspired by nature. 
Oh God, that tree has wings. Ah, shit. That's actually a horrible thing for a sane, a sane person. Schizophrenia, the fucking trees talking to them. I mean, honestly, it just sounds like they're growing their own weed. Yeah. <laughs> just, just get them all high. That would yeah. solve everyone's problem. Oh yes. One hundred percent. Isn't that what they're doing with medication, anyways? Get I mean, them high truly, as a fucking kite. Truly, they're just dumbing down society, just numbing us up, yes. so they can ass ram us. Yes. You know, you know who would have truly benefited in mm. this industry, mm. Professor Garlic. Jess. At first, the hospital administration wanted to make Danvers a caring place where mentally ill patients could be cured rather than just hidden from society. In the famous saga books Weird U.S., it's stated that the main idea behind the Danvers State Hospital was to create a psychiatric facility that could be seen as a leader in the humane treatment of patients, a concept quite new to the time. And so, in 1878... Hopeful psychiatrists and doctors opened the doors of the Danvers Hospital, willing to make a change in the field. Unfortunately, that humane perspective only lasted a couple of years, and soon the Gothic style of the building would be more than just an architectural fashion, but truly a horror story in itself. Just a couple of years later, the hospital that had been built to host 600 patients would be crowded with not only mentally ill patients, but also criminals and just people accused of being sick to seclude them. Around the turn of the century, the Danvers State Hospital changed its name to the Danvers Insane Hospital. Oh, that that really that distinction helped. Yes. I mean, I guess it would, because if you're putting criminals together, that's... But when you're just criminally insane, then why are you just getting cop put, out. Yeah, but why are you getting put in with fucking actual sick people? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually fucking crazy. Man, it's the Wild West back then. I mean, we used to think uh, uh, cocaine was, was a sustainable source of energy. You know, everybody hey, always everybody always talks about after the war and you know all the generations and shit. It is dark as fuck between like eighteen ninety to nineteen ninety. I often say to myself, "Are we living in the worst times right now?" But maybe not. Maybe this isn't so bad because I could sit on a computer all day, play video games, and be be fine. But back then, I mean, it was fucked up, man. Yeah, my my I, dad come home and beat me, and, and then, then beat my mom. And then send you to the asylum because you jerked off too much. Yeah, because you, you found an extra curvy piece of wood. And I was a little, ha- I was a little, a uh, little, little out of breath. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> from baiting it. <laughs> How many times a day, son? Five. Never, Dad. Never. <laughs> I would never touch my wet, my penis. I'm gonna beat your mother only... until you confess, boy. Shit. The only person that can touch it is you. <laughs> oh God! Wow. <laughs> Well, now we enter Walter Freeman. By 1942, Freeman had perfected the lobotomy and performed over 200 of the operations. It's like back in the day, too, when the the medical operations they used to do. Not just this, but like, I always draw a blank on this example, but it's something fucked up. Oh, like, I heard heard back in the day they used to put um, ringworms and like shit in your stomach to lose weight and to like... Oh, help with all sorts of shit. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So yeah, let's just stick a, a, a let's take an ice pick up your eyeball and pick your brain out. Oh yeah. I just want to know how he figured out that like, hey, if I shove this metal fucking spike through your brain, right, you'll still be alive, but you'll be a vegetable. I want to know what testing period. Like what? 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 Who was the first? Yeah. How did this work? Well, his technique was surprisingly simple and shockingly brutal. By thrusting a long rod into the center of the patient's eye, 
and through to the brain. Okay, back it up, Chase. The center? Okay, let's just take them, let's take them out right now. Yes. It's the corner. You're ice-picking these motherfuckers. They're just living. It's the core. It's that little fleshy part where you get eye boogies in the morning. That's where they shove it through. Not your fucking center of your eye. Could you imagine Adrian Chase's doctor just going around stabbing eyeballs? Oh, did I say lobotomy. center? Lobotomy. Lobotomy. <laughs> you did say center. Keep that shit. That was hilarious. <laughs> Made it all the more diabolical. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Well, you know what? After he shoved it through the center of the patient's eye. <laughs> oh, say more, Daddy. Say more. Uh, he would wiggle the rod around a bit, then simply withdraw it. The brain's connections to the prefrontal lobe would be severed. Oh, God. The patient would be rendered passive, calm, and zombie-like. I like crayons. Honestly, it's funny. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because I read center, and the entire time I'm thinking, wouldn't they lose their fucking eye? <laughs> I thought it was through the temple. I know. I oh, totally thought it was through the no, temple. No, that's electroshock therapy when they put the yep. pads on your temple. Really? This is like, it's just basically just making brain scramblies. Yeah, you know? I know, but I just, <laughs> I thought they just put it through your temple. I didn't. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Have you, you've seen um, what we do in the shadows, right? Yeah. Have you seen the episode where they over hypnotize their neighbor? Yes. <laughs> and they give them the brain scramblies? Yeah. What do they call them? Yeah, is that what the they call them? Yeah. It's. That's what Nadja calls it. Yeah. And he's just complacent. <laughs> he's the perfect citizen. <laughs> Danvers welcomed this solution to their problems. Of course they did. Over the course of the 1940s and 50s, Danvers' patients were subjected to shock therapy, psychosurgery, and a massive wave of lobotomies that set the stage for the procedure to be spread to other hospitals in the nation. It's a great idea. I'm telling you, man, I'm so glad we hit that fucking mark. <laughs> Pat this. And it was, they were like, no more. I know. Could you also be imagine going, like, after they figure all this stuff out, like in the 60s, 70s, then Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Just set, get, you get drafted into Vietnam. Yes. Could you imagine Adrian in the jungle, all sweaty, oh, the dude, M16 in his hand? Perfect. Jungle. Adrian would be the perfect one in the fucking jungle. He'd be that, he'd be that like Rambo motherfucker you just see in the trees. You, you lose, the squad loses him for a couple days. He comes back and he's just like wearing the skin of a panda, going around ready to <laughs> fucking <panda>? rage. <laughs> you ever see Tropic Thunder? Been talking yes. about my thighs in fucking Vietnam for years. Jeez, yes, dude. they would. They'd the thunder thighs <laughs> coming through. The Mexican thunder Wait. thighs. <laughs> We would have never lost that fucking thing. They were the right. most patriotic thighs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so they write war he, stories about them. He, he squeezed my frontal lobe straight out. <laughs> he used to give him lobotomies with his thighs. Oh, I'm rock hard right now. Well, by the 1960s, things started to change at the Danvers Asylum, and not precisely because they wanted to change their inhumane ways. The 60s brought a new sight to psychi- psychiatry and mental health care. And so, pointing out that asylums weren't the ideal place to treat these conditions. Asylums, as they were conceived at the time, became outdated and seen as cruel. The population at Danvers soon started to decrease, and the lack of funding they had been experiencing since the 1930s was even more evident. By the 1970s, the hospital was falling into pieces, with some areas literally crumbling and falling apart. While wards had to be closed out for fear of them collapsing, and little by little, patients had to be sent to other mental facilities in the state. Around that time, the Department of Mental Health in the U.S. started a process to deinstitutionalize state hospitals to make them private businesses, and due to the physical condition of the place, Danvers was among the first on the list to disappear. 
They're like, we're missing out on a huge revenue opportunity. Close these physical places down. We can treat 10x the patients by pumping them full of antidepressants and bipolar medication, which makes everything much worse. And then pocket line the pockets of Fauci. Yep. And then and then hot take, hot take. I think Democrats and Republicans can all agree that Fauci's full of shit. Oh yes. He's admitted it. Yes. So (laughs) Department of Mental Health, good on ya. In nineteen eighty four. The Dammers building was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Still, although the hospital had historical value, the condition of the building wasn't worth spending any rehabilitation according to modern historical standards. Three years later, several horror stories that happened at the Danvers Asylum started to emerge in the press. One patient who had been wandering without supervision on the premises appeared dead the next day. That hospital was blamed for its lack of interest and care for the patients. One year later, the Massachusetts Department of Mental Health was presented with evidence of abuse committed to a female patient. Stories like this started to pile up. Though most patients had been already transferred to other facilities, the Danvers State Asylum operated until 1992. Dang. Hitting the mark. When it was officially closed... It remained abandoned for the next 13 years, where it ended up deteriorating even more. After they opened up an airsoft arena. Yes, what? arena. Arena. Oh, wiener. What the hell's an arena? It's, uh, it's arena wiener. <laughs> I learned a new word today. You want to hear a new word I learned? Let's hear it. There, there's, a, there's a code word for the male taint, and, it, and it's called a uh, grundle. I've heard that before. Yeah. You a know grundle. what a female taint a is? Females have taints? Yeah, it's that thin little piece of skin in yeah, between the, I, the butthole know, and the hoo-ha. I, hoo-ha. I would never classify it as You know what taint. it's called? No. It's called Nifkin. A Nifkin. Nifkin. A Nifkin. You know why I know Chase this? has a Nifkin. Because Will came off the field and he's like, I pulled my grundle. <laughs> like, what's a fucking grundle? I'm like, should I be worried? <laughs> I already pulled his taint. <laughs> he fucking like kind of did the splits trying to stop fast enough. And he pulled his taint. He pulled his grundle. And that's, and, and that's the word he thought of. That's wow. the word he thought. It's the first thing he says to me. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a word. Yes. Before its demolition, Danvers was a sprawling facility covering over 70 acres of land, complete with the Gothic courtyards, gardens, and even the labyrinth of underground tunnels connecting the several buildings. Between its closure and demolition, Danvers State Hospital became a favorite amongst ghost hunters and urban explorers, some leaving it in quite the condition they found it. This only added to the similarities. Phenomena of the paranormal sought within Danvers State Hospital can range from well-lit rooms where there is no electricity to loud noises as though somebody just pushed over a brick wall on the floor above you. Some witnesses have reported hearing eerie whispers pleading for help begging to keep her away. Mm. The her has also been reported on numerous occasions. A slender, scowling woman dressed in Victorian-era clothing. She has been known to appear randomly, standing ominously in dark hallways. But more terrifying is her habit of charging at those that witness her. Oh, that's horrifying. That would suck. Can you imagine just some fucking phantom lady? I mean... (laughs) It's like that in fucking, what's the one with the kids? Oh, Mama? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, well, it's always a chance when we're doing our ghost hunts that we might find a spirit that's a little more, I mean, we see them on TikTok all the time. I don't know if they're real or not, but if they're even half real, that's horrifying. I'd shit my pants. I'd shit my pants too. Straight up. I would shit my pants and I'd say, nope, I'm out. 
And then we'd be super pumped about okay, how famous shit, if we had it on I'm video. Out. I don't know, man. I we'd think if, I, if that actually, actually happened, actually, actually, if that actually happened to us, yeah, I might have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to throw in the towel. with proof. In the towel. Hard, hard concrete proof. I, that's all. I got my hard concrete proof, and I'm done. I'm pretty spooked to go go something again. Not gonna lie, because I think we really experienced something, and we may be more susceptible to it now. Uh, we may have opened the you door. You for sure have, but that's a different story. What? Open the door, baby. You you saw the same thing I saw. Hey, man, I'm not the one out in the front yard butt-ass naked with my ass in the sky. Oh, yeah, sorry, the aliens. Aliens! Despite that, the victims having blamed it on the Victorian woman who had charged at them, there had been so many illnesses amongst urban explorers and other enthusiasts illegally touring the facility that an unknown toxin was listed amongst the defenses for the destruction of the facility during the 2006 legal proceedings. Unknown toxin. Unknown legal and illegal toxins. Sounds like another government cover-up. Yes. The, to- the toxin itself was never identified, but Danvers State Hospital's long history as a medical facility in a period when science was less than appropriate, coupled with the numerous current-day ailments coming from the facility, was enough to warrant the defense. Over the years, Danvers has been given numerous nicknames, including the Castle on the Hill, the Palace on the Hill, mm-hmm. or... The Haunted Castle. Uh. But one such nickname stands out as a hint to its early history. The Witch's Castle. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we're in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. This is where the Salem Witch Trials were. Naked women. No way. Naked women out there. Really? Yes. No way. Fucking hell. Yes, they built this land on top of where the witch trials took place in 19... No way. 1690... There are witch trials in Salem? Way. Protein. Way, pro- <laughs> way protein. Way. I love you, way. Adrian. I don't think Adrian caught on that no, you, he were, did. you were that's sarcastic. Why he was <laughs> no, that actually that's on that's pretty fucking cool, actually. Yeah, that's pretty fucking yeah. sick. Like, no wonder why it's fucking haunted. Yes. yes. Uh I mean, even though we all know this the witch trials were a load of shit, but yeah. Still fucking cool. Yeah, still cool. Danvers State Hospital is immediately outside of Salem, Massachusetts, where 29 people were convicted of the capital felony of witchcraft. In Salem, they hanged them on the hill, the same hill where Danvers State Hospital was built and where there are now 497 apartments. 497 witches. Yes. yes. Get it, queen. Yes, queen. The witch tra- John? <laughs> What? What did you say? He said Onichan. Oh. But why? Ooh, ooh. But why? That's what I don't know. But why? But why not? But why not is the real question, Chase Michael. If the entity of the witch hung around for 300 years, it's fairly unlikely she's leaving just because there are condos there now. So if you ever thought perhaps you wanted to live with the 320-year-old poltergeist of a witch, I think it would be Banshee, not poltergeist, but okay. These may be the apartments for you. What an ad. These may be the apartments for you. Oh, yes. Call 1-800-GET-FUCKED. <laughs> By which? What? 1-800. Oh, what were they fucking called? The the sisters that called out all the the witches? Do you remember, Adrian? The Wiccan. Uh, no, I do not. The sisters of agony or some bullshit? Ooh. Yes. yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. That, she's, my sister's so much hotter than me. She's all psychically guys attacking like her. It must me. be witchcraft. Yeah, she's psychically <laughs> attacking me. Must my brain hurts. My brain. <laughs> no, it's the fucking worms <laughs> no, that your doctor gave you to try to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> the, 
husband that hates his wife? Yeah, my wife's a witch too. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's a, a witch because I want to fuck her friend. <laughs> I like to report she, a witch. She, she won't lick my asshole. She's a witch. <laughs> Hot damn! Well, if the hills of Salem aren't good enough for you, then we're gonna move on to the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. This was fucked up over here. He's he's telling me it's better than our fucking uh, Indian burial ground Nazi. Fucking that's a hard one to beat, right? Yeah, aliens, cryptids, yeah. Nazis. Yes. What? How, how? How does it get any better? This one, you guys have to look up the the places before you talk about it because you, you you just need to know what they look like. They're fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're all fucked up. All asylums are fucked up. They're they're meant to give a beautiful appearance while the inside is absolute insanity. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's big. I just don't know why they had to call them sanitariums. Why are they so like crazy, weird, and big too? I don't know. I just can't imagine it's very sanitary when you have an insane person rubbing their poop all over the walls. Yeah, it's also just strange. Like these are such a big deal. Yeah, like, every state. It's like these look bigger than old hospitals. Like, yeah. they're insane. It's crazy. Well, the crazy thing is, all these is- asylums are now being used for like university universities. Well, why not? They're massive, and they've got pre-built rooms. It's true. You know? It ain't it wrong. saves on construction costs. Who cares if the it's kids go up. home fucking haunted? It ain't it's wrong. fucked up. If they're not being haunted by ghosts, they're being haunted by their grades, so what's the matter? <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. All the same. Well, in Louisville, Kentucky, stands a lofty, bat-winged, gothic building that has a reputation that fits its somewhat spooky appearance. That reputation okay. is as one of the most haunted places in America. I don't know. This place, I think there's over 60,000 deaths there. Sheesh. Sheesh. Spooky ghost. It's real spooky. <laughs> its name is Waverly Hills Sanitarium. And in spite of its modern ghostly reputation, it was established as the best hope of peace for people struggling with tuberculosis in the first half of the 20th century. Even in the face of the noble intentions of its administrators, Waverly Hills became the site of thousands of deaths in the face of a raging epidemic of a then incurable disease. Here are just some of the horrible things that have led to Waverly Hills' reputation as a hotbed of unquiet spirits. Waverly Hills wasn't originally a hospital. It was a home with its own little schoolhouse. As Kentucky Historic Institutions explains, the land was originally the family home of Major Thomas H. Hayes, who bought the land outside Louisville, Kentucky, on which the sanitarium now stands in 1883. There were no schools in the area, so Hayes decided to build a one-room schoolhouse for his own children. The teacher he hired was named Lizzie Lee Harris. Liz Lee Harris. Lizzie Lee Harris who was a big fan of the long series of novels by Sir Walter Scott, known as the Waverly Novels, and asked Hayes if she could name the school the Waverly School. Hayes agreed, and in fact, he liked the name enough to call the entire property Waverly Hill. By the early 20th century, tuberculosis was sweeping the United States, and Louisville was particularly hard hit because of its growing industrial economy and location within the Ohio Valley, both of which contributed to a lack of fresh air flow through the city. 
The Board of Tuberculosis Hospital was formed in 1906 to find an appropriate location for, well, a tuberculosis hospital. And Waverly Hills was thought to be an ideal spot due to its distance from the city, its quiet location, and its high altitude, contributing to air quality. The board liked the name Waverly Hill and kept it, though at some unknown point the second E was dropped. In the early 20th century, when tuberculosis was raging, there was no known cure, and although the disease had been around since antiquity, the source of the so-called White Plague wasn't fully understood. As Atlas Obscura explains, however, doctors at the new sanitarium at Waverly Hills had noticed that patients who were able to rest and had access to clean air and sunshine seemed to do better than others. As a result, much of the treatment at Waverly Hills was based on what the medical field refers to as good vibes, bro. <laughs> Wait, the medical field has <laughs> a good vibes term? Yes. I'm going to use that, doctor. How are my vibes? Are my vibes set? Good, Your bad? Vibes are good, bro. He's just like, ain't good that, bro? <laughs> he slaps me on the ass. Goodbye, son. The location of the hospital itself was meant to contribute to the atmosphere of peace and rest with Waverly being placed on a tall hill surrounded by charming little woods with lots of access to sun and fresh air. The original facilities at Waverly included two large open-air pavilions where the patients were placed to receive their prescribed fresh air and sunshine. They were prescribed fresh air and sunshine. Their solar power. Ooh. I have to admit, though. Bunch of plants. That other day when it was like 70-ish, when you walked outside and you're like, damn. I forgot what it feels like to be hot, and it feels good. Feels good. Charges you up. Yeah, except for when you see the fog cloud over fucking Denver. Oh, I know. It's disgusting. Came, oh, yeah, that, that too. Abandoned online adds that other original treatments at Waverly included diets rich in vitamins A and C and protein and lots of bed rest. Obviously, these treatments weren't going to cure the disease, but the goal was to reduce suffering and, most importantly, help stop the spread of the infection. While it's nice to imagine Waverly's philosophy of making things as pleasant as possible for their patients suffering from tuberculosis worked, the fact is there's a limit to how pleasant you can make life for someone who's constantly <laughs> coughing up bloody mucus. Wow, it's such a nice day out. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lung. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit, is that my, my time's kidney? limited. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about Red Dead Redemption, Arthur Morgan, which is tuberculosis. <laughs> in, the, in the scene where he gets diagnosed, the doctor's like, son, you have the tuberculosis. You have two to three months. Good luck. And he's like, what can I do? <laughs> Head to California, get some bright sunshine and some better air. All right, whatever, man. All right. Because they were in New Orleans. Yes. It was on the swamp. It was fucking yes. humid and nasty. I got you. I got you. So while it's true that the most common treatments were exposure to sunlight, bed rest, healthy foods, and fresh air, the Waverly Hills Sanitarium Memorial records that several other methods were applied to patients, including surgical methods that were cutting edge for the time. But that might sound barbaric now. Lobotomy. Give them a lobotomy. Lobotomy. Electrical therapy. Lobotomy. <laughs> you have, you're mentally insane. Can I get anesthesia? <laughs> the nurse sits on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some whiskey. Can I whiskey. just get some painkillers? No. Here's some whiskey. Yeah, I'll kill the pain by breaking your other leg. <laughs> they just they just knock him out with chloroform. Just, <laughs> just go sleep. Sleep now. Sleep. <laughs> I am the Sandman. There's just a, there's a big guy. They're like, oh, we can give you some of the Bruce. And you're like, what the fuck's the Bruce? And it's just a 
big Russian dude at the hospital and just knocks you out. Boom! Oh, shit. That, that's Bruce. Okay. You want the grundle? Yeah. <laughs> just punches you right in the tank. Big fat bitch that just sits on your face. You want the grundle? That's fucking funny. <laughs> the grundle. That's what we should call it. The, the, well, the Nifkin grundle. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, girl, you got thick. Damn, girl, you got thick. Well, these included perhaps most famously artificial pneumothorax, which involved blowing air into either the lung itself or the cavity between lungs in order to artificially collapse the diseased portion of the lung, allowing it to rest and theoretically allowing the lesions caused by the tuberculosis to heal. Patients who are unlikely to survive this procedure try to maximize rest to their lungs by laying on the side most affected by lesions, restricting the movement of the diseased lung naturally with posture and gravity. Hmm. Interesting. For some time, a commonplace surgery for the treatment of tuberculosis was thor- thoracoplasty? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Thor- yeah, thoracoplast- thoracoplasty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a medical doctor, so you can all yeah, suck my you can, dick. You can send us emails. Yeah. Which involves the removal of multiple ribs with the intention oh. of collapsing the lung. So the old... Uh, the old suck my own dick trick. What's his name? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> the old Marilyn Manson. I don't think he ever actually did that. I think he I did. Think, I'm pretty uh, sure he didn't. Think it's, no, this isn't one. There, There is a mental asylum that Charles Manson did stay at. Oh. It's called the Transalgeny. Asylum? Of course it would be the trans algenine. Trans. While doctors preferred to only remove two or three ribs at a time, two only only two or three at a time, most patients required as many as eight removed for this technique oh. to be effective, meaning they had to endure multiple wow. painful surgeries of rib breaking and cracking. Yeah. Could you imagine? Walking around and yeah. you're just like... I'm trying to think of like just looking in the mirror and seeing my ribs and them being gone. I can oh. imagine it. Kind of need them. Imagine getting like yeah. squishing your lungs. How fucked up these shit. people looked. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, they look like fucking. Oh god. What do they horrible. look like? Like gray men or something? Yes. It's impossible to say how many people died at Waverly. It's pretty possible to say a lot of people died at Waverly <laughs> Hills during its time as a tuberculosis hospital. <laughs> but the fact is that during its years of operation. Tuberculosis was the leading cause of death in Kentucky and had no known cure, so patients at Waverly were dying at a pretty steady clip. While the legend claims that some 60,000 people died at Waverly are grossly exaggerated, live science cites historians who say the actual number is more like 8,000 total, with the recorded 152 deaths in 1945, which was the height of the epidemic. Either way, there was no shortage of dead bodies that had to be moved out of the sanitarium, and patients seeing corpses being wheeled out on the regular would be pretty counterproductive to Waverly's no-bummers approach to medical treatment. <laughs> no-bummers. Good vibes only, bro. <laughs> Good vibes only. This is a safe place. Yeah. You could die here. <laughs> you could die. die in peace here. Just look at nature <laughs> and farm for me. Get to work. While you have no ribs, get to work. As a result, for the purposes of maintaining as high a moral among the patient populace as possible, doctors and staff would move bodies in secret. As Atlas Obscura explains, the hospital housed a secret tunnel through which the administrators would wheel the bodies of those who had succumbed to the disease. 
This enclosed tunnel led from the hospital to train tracks at the bottom of the hill, where the bodies could be lowered to trains that would carry them away. Perhaps needless to say, this grim passage earned itself an equally grim nickname. The body shoot. Shoots and ladders. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the game came from. Yeah. (laughs) Do you you think it'd be wrong to say it's the turb... Tubular ocus. The turp tube. <laughs> tubular ocus tuber. It, yeah. It's that's tubular. Tubular. It's tubular. The yes. old cowboy killers. Yes. Okay. That one, yeah, that one flopped. Yeah. Hey, you ever heard about strippers? <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard about the Nifkins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Grundle shoot. <laughs> <laughs> American hauntings report sightings of more specific apparitions including a ghostly hearse seen dropping off coffins at the back of the building, a woman with bleeding wrists begging for help, and a man in a white coat seen wandering around a trashed kitchen full of broken windows and destroyed furniture, accompanied by the scent of food. Oh, is that, is that shepherd's pie again? Is that blood blood pie? What is it? <laughs> yeah, what blood is it? pie? Blood, blood sausage? Blood sausage. Is that blood sausage? Blood sausage you got there? Yeah, Nifkins, no, th- my favorite. That, hey, it's a fucking it's pizza. After, right? <laughs> I'm walking here. You want the fucking Chicago dog? We got that shit down here in Waverly. You want some gabagool? <laughs> I got this new dish. It's called the Grundle. <laughs> I got this new dish. You gotta come try. Mom, mom makes it fresh every week, and she gets the parmesan from the Sicily. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That was good. Wow. We can't do British accents, but apparently oh, we can do man. Italian. Ch- Ch- Italian Chicago, baby. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. The dog. Greenway. The Chicago Greenway. As the legends go, the most haunted location in the entirety of the Waverly Hills facility is the fifth floor. The legend is that the fifth floor was where the mentally disturbed patients were housed at Waverly. This floor, particularly room 502, is the center of much of the ghost stories surrounding Waverly and was the area of prime interest for ghost hunting teens breaking into the abandoned hospital for years. The stories say that it is on this floor that people have seen shapes moving in the windows, heard voices telling them to get out. Get out. We don't take kindly to your folk around here, so why don't you get out? And then they start coughing. (laughs) <laughs> Get out Just like my lung jumped out <laughs> Where'd my ribs go Oh shit Could you imagine a ghost chasing it out with their own rib Yeah hey, what, are you, what are you holding Are you holding Is that is, Oh Oh it's your rib Oh Oh I'm scared I'm, Gary, I'm scared Gary take away Yeah Gary And even So they say Jump to their own deaths The stories say that a nurse was found in room 502 in 1928 Having hanged herself from a light fixture Apparently, she was in despair over finding out that she was pregnant out of wedlock. Another nurse who worked room 502 in 1932 is said to have thrown herself off the roof patio onto the ground below, though some say she was pushed. Some pregnant visitors have felt extremely uncomfortable in room 502, while others have felt supernaturally compelled to jump from the window, even to the point of having to be talked down to. All right. Jason, get down, Chase. That's not that's not a playground. Get down. I could do it. I used to jump from heights all the time. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. My knees are fine. My knees are fucked. 
That's probably why my knees are fucked. Yeah. Being a stupid fucking You're jumping from mental asylums? Yes. Like you jumped those homeless people. <laughs> You're just thinking that. That's what you just are. just fucking thinking that. Chase, the asylum jumper. <laughs> oh, I've only jumped one. Guys, I could jump 16. I could get 16 floors now. <laughs> Outside of the fifth floor, there are a number of other commonly reported apparitions around the grounds of Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Records of the story of one famous enough to have a name. Timmy. Oh, Timmy. The ghost of a young boy who wanders the halls. According to the stories, Timmy. Timmy. Moves around the hospital, either playing with his own leather ball or seeking something else to play with. <laughs> <laughs> the grundle. Gary. I got two for you. Yeah. Give me that grundle. Some guests have reported bringing balls of their own for Timmy. I've got two right here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle will suck my balls. <laughs> Only to subsequently see these same balls floating down the halls, carried by an invisible hand. I got your nuts. <laughs> Jimmy comes into your room. I got your nuts. I got your nuts. I got your grundle. <laughs> oh, no. Come back with me nuts and grundles. <laughs> Not my grundle. <laughs> these are from Kentucky. What do I do? God damn it, Jimmy. Come back here. <laughs> Give me my grundle back. <laughs> I'll trade you my nifkin for my grundle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you my sister as my wife for my grundle back. <laughs> this is so fucked up. I noticed like really, every, I'm the fucked up one. Every one of our episodes has a strange theme, like a word or something that occurred to us. Last week it was Gary. Yes. This week it's Nifkin yes. and Grundles. Nifkin and Grundles. <laughs> Other common sightings include an older woman with chains around her wrists. Often believed to have been a resident when the building was a geriatric center. Well, apparently this ghost howls for help, only to run away screaming when anyone approaches her. <laughs> catch me, catch me if you can. Catch me, catch me. Another notable apparition is known as the creeper. It explodes when you get too close to it. Just... I hope somebody appreciated my sound effect on that. Due to its creeping, crawling movements up and around the walls, ceilings, and floors. It's said that proximity to the creeper brings with it an overwhelming feeling of dread. While there's no explanation for who or what the creeper might be, some think he might have been a mistreated patient whose contorted appearance reflects the trauma they experience in life. At any rate, that's a lot of darkness for a place founded on the principles of fighting disease with good old sunshine. Dang. That was a good one. Yeah, I think uh, also, also with the creeper there, uh, there's a lot of stories of it being shadow people as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. I don't see. Mm-hmm. I mean, most stories that I hear about shadow people, they're not fucking crawling on, you know, ceilings and walls, though. Well, it's, it's just because it's dark entity that that that's the main reason. Hmm. It's like shadow people and everything. You know, it makes me, when we talk about these asylums, it makes me wonder, like, when I see those videos of people who are in asylums or what look to be asylums, and they do see, like, a horrifying fucking shadow chase them down a hallway or something like that. Like, I know it's all made up. I know that shit's fucking CC'd. But what if? What if? What if? What if that was actually, like, these motherfuckers caught this shit on camera and they were just chased down the hallway a fucking demon in an asylum? I'm telling you. <laughs> that- that's just like if you found something on on video and then fucking <clears throat> someone else watches it and they're like, man, these guys are amazing at CGI. And it's like, no, <laughs> that, 
I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I again, I watched the video and I'm like, I'm not fully convinced, but it still gives me the fucking chills. Oh yeah, totally. It's good enough to give you the good old chills. Yeah. It's it's good enough to get my grundle tingling. Yeah, grundle's goddamn feels good. It's the A spot. My grundle's always tickling. Did you know there's a thing called the A spot? We're not. Why? This is not next sex week. anatomy. <laughs> next week. Next, next week. week the next A spot. Week. What, what, what is the A it's spot? It's the prostate. It's a different part. It's a different G spot. Well, the G spot for guys is the prostate. Yes. But there's the other A, a yeah, spots, like the secondary spot G spot. In the back of a vagina. Yes. Yeah. I know. But but for guys, it's the grundle. <laughs> it's not the grundle. It's you, the grundle. Don't fucking load me try with it. lies. Go try. No, no, not yourself. Someone else. You're, you're, Tickle you're, the grundle. You're telling me that I got to get my grundle tangled. Try it. Just, just a little tongue. Do you know? Just give it a shot. You know from experience? Just give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. You know from experience? Just do what I'm saying. Just try it. Just answer the question. Just try it. Do you know from experience? Just try it. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yes. He's tried it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guess what? He got his, he's got his grundle licked. Hey, guess what? What? <laughs> we heard back from, from our good old British friend. No way. He's he's back around. How, how are you? You're doing more work than this motherfucker over here. No, no. I just re- I just logged into Reddit and just saw that he he messaged us on March 10th. Oh, what what do we got from good old Oscar? Well, he was talking about the Canock Chase thing, and then we asked how'd that go, and he said, I think it was an area, not the woods, not 100 percent sure. It was a scout thing. I think Wednesday been or wed been in the woods, but camped in tents in the scout hall. wasn't aware of its history at the time. So, talking about his time at Canock Chase, uh, Dartmoor, he said, is very haunted. Uh, has a whole history of strange things going on. Hairy hands lifting cars off the road. Black dogs prowl the West Westman's wood at night. Uh, he said it might make a good episode. Huh. We'll take that into consideration. Maybe we'll Looking explain. A right, we we still need to have him as a guest. We do. Once you know we figure what? out this virtual shit, we should do that. Let's see. I'm gonna let's go Canock Chase here location. I'm I'm curious as to where this is. In the actual grand scheme of yeah. jolly old London. Jolly old London town. I know, I just offended Oscar right there. Uh, okay, next to Birmingham. So let's go here. Oh, okay. Let's go here. Flights from me Denver Birmingham. to Birmingham. Yeah, how far is that? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. You know what? Well, last minute flight. Yeah. Nonstop from United. No. You can find United nonstop no. to. That, they said Birmingham. Alabama. Fucking Alabama. Oh, I was like, you can fly nine stars. Jesus. Stop. We should yeah. probably stop in New York first. You know, can we talk about how fucking unoriginal our ancestors were when they moved to this? I know. Con- this the state? names? Like Greenville. Let's just completely rename all of Uni- United Kingdom and fucking US. <laughs> yeah, for real. But we're going to put new in front of it because yeah, we're just, just <laughs> Fuck the, fuck the matriarchy. <laughs> all right, let's see here. This is, this is decent. All right. Delta flight. Yeah. 13 hours mm-hmm. connecting flight mm. from 8.50. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's very doable in the future. Are we going to go visit Canuck Chase? I'd I'd love to. Adrian? Can you, you said just imagine I, 13 hours on a plane with Chase Michael Cozo? Well, he'd be sleep. the best. It would be the best flight of your life. He'd sleep. You know how many Zimbabwe's I'm going to need? <laughs> <laughs> They're like candy. <laughs> Zimbabwe. <laughs> Mabutu. All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys like our second, our part two episode, if, if you would so will say it, of Insane Asylums. And if you are interested in checking these out and you get footage, please let us know. I am ready to shit my pants. And you know what? If if I can, 
if I hear that you can make money off of your poop. Yes. So if you scare the shit out of me enough, we can make enough money to fly to Birmingham, UK, and go stay at Canuck Chase. Hmm. Yes. Spicy. What a thought, right? Spicy. What a thought. Someone asks, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Hey, I'm going to go to UK. Wow. How can you afford that in today's age? I pooped. I pooped. <laughs> I, at this point, dude, I'd do anything. I'd do anything. I hate corporate America. I hate corporate world. I'd, I'd sell my grundle. I'd do anything. I am fucking sick of it. He'd, he'd get his grundle licked. Yeah, how do you... How do you sell a grundle? You just have a hole in your taint now? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what your butthole looks like, Chase? <laughs> it would just extend your butthole is all it would do. Yeah, you know what? what? That <gasps> might make pooping easier. Just just slides right up. <laughs> you know what I'm like when they poop out of their mouth? Chipotle burritos a day. <laughs> He's just shoving Chipotle burritos up his ass. Blah. <laughs> All right, Adrian, can you finish this before I have any more edits? Well, before you guys run to Chipotle or run online to find Chase's poop, uh, make sure you send us an email at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com and go give our Instagram a like at stuckinthispurgatory. Click on that link tree and give all of our links a nice little like. Well, guys, uh, yeah, check out our fucking link. Email us. We were. I'm curious. I am genuinely curious. If there's topics that you guys want to hear us talk about, what yeah. is it? Let what, us know. What do you want to hear? What, what do you want to hear about? Because we have a list of shit that we're still getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to skip over something that interests you. So keep listening. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, one one quick way to 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 get stuck in this purgatory is to not get your grundle licked. So get your grundle and your nifkin licked. Love you guys. Stuck in this purgatory. Signing off.